Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team right here on 1180 AM Radio. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m. on 1180 AM Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada, 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm glad to be with you today. It's been 15 really great years, and from this show forward, I can say we're going to be in our 16th year of weekly broadcasts here at Nevada Real Estate Radio. It all started back in 2006, and the driving force behind the launch of Nevada Real Estate Radio was a great boss that I had at the time. His name is Frank, and Frank encouraged me to do what I had a dream of, which was creating a radio program that would help people accomplish their goals of home ownership. I was a new mortgage lender at the time, And I needed to let as many people know as possible about my career, the people I was looking to help, and that there was a resource available for the people that were having the struggle that many people have in America still today, getting started and becoming a homeowner. Everybody thinks they've got problems, they don't have enough money, they've got too many debts, maybe their credit isn't good, all sorts of things, right? Buying a home is a process. And in order to accomplish that goal, you have to get started. So it's kind of like losing weight. A lot of people make New Year's resolutions to lose 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 20 pounds or more sometimes. Well, you you know, you can't lose it all at once. (laughs) You got to work into it, right? So you get your mind focused on losing the weight. You get your mind focused on doing the things it takes to lose the weight, be it exercise, a change of diet, or a combination thereof. Well, buying a home is no different. You've got to get started mentally. And then you've got to take those first steps and understand that you're not going to get there right away. You kind of have to look at, like, if you had to lose 20 pounds, how long would it take? It's the same way if you're having a struggle trying to figure out how to purchase a home. You're tired of being a renter? We're going to talk about Doris and her son Larry when we come back after this quick message. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. A lot of people listen to our program because they want to either become a homeowner, first-time primary residence maybe, or investment property. You know, buying a home that you can rent to other people, use that as a way to grow your retirement, your nest egg, build equity. Hey, you can do it too. You can do it, but you have to do it the right way. You have to do it like a business. Owning real estate as an investment is a business. You become an entrepreneur when you buy that first piece of investment property. That's why I encourage you to talk to this lady, Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International. Sherry helps hundreds and thousands of investors make the right decisions, structure their real estate holdings properly so they have maximum protection and the owners of those properties get maximum benefits when it comes time to 
refinance, to sell the property, to take advantage of all the growth and equity that has taken place because they own investment property. You want to learn more? I encourage you to call Sherry Hill, the Wealth Protection Diva at Sage International, 800-254-5779. Ask Sherry about helping you get started as a real estate investor and a business owner. Get all of her details, too, on our website. All of her information is there at nevadarealestateradio.com. So today, I want to talk about the people that we have helped purchase homes over the course of the last 15 years that really didn't think they had a chance to purchase a home. So here's the stage. Doris worked at a casino. She worked in the housekeeping department. She'd been with one of the local casinos for over 10 years. So she had great job stability. Challenge, not a lot of money. She was only making about $30,000 a year. And at the time I was helping Doris, this was in 2009, a median home price was somewhere in the neighborhood of $200,000 to $225,000. So she was looking for a small small home for herself uh, that she could uh, you know, uh, enjoy the benefits and the fruits of being a homeowner as, as opposed to paying rent all of her life. She heard the radio program, and Doris said to me, Peter, I don't know if I'm ready, but I would really love to, to buy a home. And, well, you know, she's like a lot of people in the world. She's very busy, a lot of work, a lot of people calling her. And at one of our first meetings, she got a call from her son, and her son Larry told her that he needed her to come help her at the home, uh, you know, get some food ready or do some kind of uh, things at home. So I figured he was a young boy or a college student. Well, come to find out, Larry was in his late 20s. The problem was, you see, Larry was an, and is, Larry is an invalid. Larry was... Uh, wounded severely in the military, Terry, and he is essentially practically bedridden all of his time. So Doris was going to see Larry often and helping take care of him too, besides her work at his condo, and she is just struggling to try to think about her future and how she can take care of herself as a renter. So when she came in and we looked at her assets, we looked at her income, we looked at her credit, we looked at all the details, she had some rough credit. She had some issues that hadn't been taken care of over the course of the last few years. She had a couple of errors in her credit report that were really giving her too much of a negative impact on her score. And there were some just outright errors in her score. Addresses that were not in her history. So probably another borrower had a similar name of some sort. We figured out that in order for her to get the home that she was looking for in the price range that she could afford, she would need to have some down payment money and money for closing costs. All of that came to about $5,000. And although I got her approved for a loan of about $200,000, um, you know, she just couldn't even figure out how she could ever get that $5,000. She had about access to $2,000. That was it. So right away she said, well, it's just not going to work, Peter. I, uh, I don't have that other $3,000. It would take me two years to save that kind of money. I asked her to just hang on because we had some more things to talk about. You see, at the time in northern Nevada that she was applying for a mortgage, there were some opportunities for people that were looking to get mortgages to purchase homes that most people did not know about. For a variety of reasons, a lot of people to this day still don't know that there are some grants available to first-time homeowners where either the state or the Fed, federal government, will help with your down payment or closing costs if you're a first-time home buyer and you meet certain guidelines and qualifications. So these grants can pay for half of your down payment, all of your down payment, part of your closing costs, all of your closing costs. It really just depends on how your transaction is structured. So she got really excited about that. The next thing I talked to her about is that at the time that she was applying for her mortgage, there was a government program and it was called the first-time homeowners tax credit and that meant that if you were a first-time homeowner and you met the guidelines the income credit requirements etc you would be eligible for a two thousand dollar tax credit that would cover your uh, you would go against your taxes your, your federal tax obligations for up to the next five to ten years it just kind of depends on your tax bracket so she asked me what that means, and I did the research. It meant that if you owed $3,000 on your taxes at the end of the year and you had bought a home with the tax credit, suddenly you would only owe $1,000 of taxes. 
that'd save you $2,000. It's like putting that in your pocket. So she said to me, well, what, Peter, I never pay taxes. I always get a little refund. What would happen there? So she was in my office. We made the phone call to the uh, Office of Administration of the Tax Credit for First-Time Homebuyers, and they told us, absolutely, you'll get a $2,000 tax refund if you normally don't pay taxes. You've got that credit there. That's what you're going to get. So after looking at all that, looking at her credit, looking at the things we had to do, looking at the homes that she was looking at, unfortunately, she was still a little bit short. She wasn't short on the down payment anymore because we were looking at the grants. She wasn't short on the closing costs because we actually had that tax credit that we could factor into the deal. What she was looking at is that the house that she wanted to buy was priced a little higher. It was priced at $275,000, and that took her out of being able to qualify. The house that she could have purchased, well, it just wasn't suitable enough for her. It was too far enough from, away from work, and it was really going to be too hard for her to bring her son over into the home when she would bring him from his condominium to visit because she had to push him in a wheelchair, and he's a big young man, so there you go. She needed something that would have that access for him when he comes to visit. So we talked about all the situations. We got her started on a tax improvement. Uh, I'm sorry, we got her started on a credit improvement program, and we submitted the applications for the down payment assistance grants. We also put in the application for the $2,000 tax credit. So. Once we had all that in process, I told her, we will work on the rest of the items. These other things are going to take 60, 90 days to get processed. Things don't happen fast. You don't lose 20 pounds overnight if you're looking to lose weight, right? It takes a while. God bless this woman, Doris. She took my advice. She actually followed my directions. She came to meet me almost every week. Every time we scheduled an appointment for an update, she would be there. And you know, I knew I was not going to make a lot of money as a mortgage lender with this client, but I felt so good that I was helping out somebody that really needed assistance. And Doris was referred to me by a fantastic local realtor. At the time, he lived in Reno. Now he lives in California as a realtor. His name is Joe Machado, and Joe is Mr. Big Stuff. He's the guy that could really put those real estate transactions together, but he needed a lender that could help him close these deals. And Doris presented somewhat of a challenge. And he was really interested in having me help Doris because Doris had a son who was an invalid. Doris is a friend of his. Doris worked at a casino. And Doris needed, needed this help from both of us, from both Joe and myself. So I gave him an update as to what we had done with Doris so far, that she was on the credit improvement program. We'd applied for the grants. We'd applied for the tax credit. And now we just needed to work a little bit on that credit. I told him I would give him a call back in a week or two to let him know what the status was. And it wasn't just a few days later that things kind of changed. And they changed for the better because of a new development. A new development in the mortgage loan process that was going to allow Doris to buy a home not of $200,000 in value, not even of $275,000 of value. She was going to be able to buy a home with a value of up to $400,000. You should have seen the look on her face when I told her that that would be the approximate maximum limit under these new terms and discoveries that we had made. And so what were the new terms and the discoveries? <laughs> we're going to talk about that after this quick message. Sage International Incorporated, we believe if you know the way, you must light it for others. Owning a business can be hard, demanding, and even bizarre. At Sage International, our passion centers on education, which is based on our own experiences of building a company from scratch, along with the insights gained from the thousands of clients we have served. If you are a business owner, real estate investor, professional or entrepreneur, and not sure how to properly structure your business and personal assets to safely grow, protect, and leverage your hard-earned wealth from the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and estate taxes, then call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 to schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. 
SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech Solar Screening for a free estimate. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here, enjoying conversation with industry experts every week. Well, not today, in fact. Today I'm talking solo because I talked to my real estate and industry experts this morning. I'm going to be talking to them again this afternoon. And on any given day, I am talking to people either in the real estate business or in the mortgage business, or people are looking to talk to themselves about real estate and mortgage and all of the world about owning a part of America, a little bit of real estate. In the last segment, we were talking about Doris and her son, Larry, and how in the beginning of our conversation when we first met, she could only get approved for a mortgage of around $200,000, and even that was going to be a challenge. And then after just a week and a half or so, we figured out a way to get her as far as $400,000. Now, she knew that she didn't really need a home and want a home of a $400,000 value, but she said to me, Peter, how could that be? How could I have gone from such a low amount of borrowing to a higher amount of borrowing? And I said, well, it's all in the way that the loan is structured. You see, she had told me that her invalid son, Larry, was living in his own condominium, and he was struggling there, so she had to go see him almost every day to help take care of him. And when she brought him to see her in his wheelchair, it was hard to transport him. And it was hard to get him into the home. And many of the homes she was looking to purchase, they were not accessible enough for him to be able to get in and out of the home if and when he wanted to come to visit. So these were the challenges that Doris was having in her life and in the thought of buying a home. One of the last things she said to me before she had left the prior time was that she and Larry would live together, but they just couldn't find a place that was suitable for both of them. And they didn't have the money to, uh, to, to really purchase anything together as well as on their own. But see, this the challenge that a lot of borrowers have, a lot of prospective homeowners have, is that they really have not been exposed to the world of mortgage. So I asked Doris, you see, about her son and how he had been injured. And as a veteran, he was getting a, uh, a monthly veteran's uh, retirement check. And because he was injured, he was getting additional money there to help pay his expenses. And, you know, this was a permanent disability that he had. So he was getting this money guaranteed. My borrowers thought that in order to purchase a home, you had to have employment, that you had to have a job, that, you know, you have to have a a place where they, you get a paycheck and, you know, the, the, the normal, you would think, way of earning money. But the fact is, somebody who's physically disabled, permanently disabled, and is a veteran, is going to get a monthly allotment of money every month to help them live and help them take care of themselves and help, in a way, in many ways, say thank you for the service that you've given to our country. Larry was receiving a monthly check. And that check was over $2,500 a month. And his cost to live where he was at his condominium was so high, he was eating up practically all of that money. When his mother Doris and I talked about the whole situation, and then we called Larry on the phone, it was obvious. They could easily live together. In fact, they wanted to live together. And now, at the new discovery that Larry's income was truly income. It was guaranteed income by the federal government. We could use his income along with Doris's together to combine their efforts and their resources, and they had the capacity to pay a much higher mortgage payment. Once we put that on the application, took care of a few credit issues for Doris, we saw the deal come through on the down payment assistance, and then we saw the tax credit. And finally, when we saw that because Larry was a veteran that he could apply for the mortgage under his name as well and get a VA mortgage, 
the VA mortgage requires zero down payment. So the good news, about 60 days later, Larry and Doris were moving into their new home. I mean, it was really unbelievable. They were crying. I was crying. Amazing. People that think they have no shot, no chance, no capacity, if they just analyze their resources, talk to a professional, see how the goals can be accomplished where everybody wins. I mean, you might have a great success story. And that's what we have here today. Doris and her invalid son, Larry, continued to live in their beautiful home here in northern Nevada. And that home that they purchased close to $300,000 in value today is worth close to half a million dollars. Well, you know, that sounds like they, they're living in a mansion, right? <laughs> well, they're living in a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage home in northern Nevada because the median home price is $450,000. You see, they did not realize what a great decision they were making when they were buying the home that they bought. The value of that home has gone up 50% since they purchased it. And they purchased that house with zero money down. That house has equity of approximately $150,000 in it today. It's actually a little bit more because my borrowers have been making those mortgage payments on a regular basis for the last dozen years. And they're really happy in that home. Many times, Doris has told me, she's gotten calls from people asking if she wants to sell her home. And, you know, she thinks about it for a moment. She says, but where would I move? She says, homes are getting so expensive now. I'm lucky to have this home, and I count my blessings every day. And she does. Very happy for Doris and her son, Larry, homeowners in northern Nevada. And I want to thank my real estate friend and professional, Joe Machado. Joe Machado is working in the Bay Area of California, all the way down as far as San Bernardino, covers the whole area off and on with different kinds of clients, different kinds of real estate, investment property, second homes, investment property, primary residence, Joe Machado. I'll have all of his contact information up on our website so you can get a hold of Joe if you'd like to help him help you get a real estate transaction going in California. Joe is licensed there. He used to be licensed in Nevada. And I used to be a mortgage lender licensed in Nevada. But now that I'm not a mortgage lender, I can talk more about the mortgage loan business than ever before. You see, guidelines and regulations as a mortgage lender make it really tough for you to do certain things because you might lose your license. If you do the wrong thing in advertising when you're a mortgage lender, you might lose your license. Like if you mistakenly forget to put your license number on your newspaper ad, you might lose your license. If you mistakenly forget to read your mortgage license number when you do a radio commercial, you might lose your license. If you mistakenly tell somebody that you guarantee you can help them, you might lose your license because there are no guarantees in life. So a lot of mortgage lenders are hesitant to talk about things related to the mortgage lending industry because of the high level of regulation. And that regulation, for the most part, is good, but it also does cause some challenges and problems for individuals. And that's why now is not the fact that I'm not a mortgage lender. It really allows me to talk more about situations and terms and ways to maneuver without naming names, without giving away confidential information. I, I want to tell you about a veteran that I was working with shortly after I worked with Doris and Larry. Uh, I'd actually gone to a seminar for people that had recently had bankruptcies, short sales, foreclosures. And the mortgage guidelines in those areas state that if you've had a bankruptcy, foreclosure, or short sale in the last year, two years, four years, it depends on what kind of mortgage you want to get, you can't get a mortgage for a certain number of years. And there are still people in America that think that if you've ever gone through a bankruptcy or a foreclosure, that you can never again purchase real estate. But that is not true. There are ways to recover even from those hardships. And the gentleman that I was talking to at this lease-to-own convention that I went to was telling me that he was there because he had had a bankruptcy a few years later 
and he had to uh, lose everything, basically. He had to start all over again, and he was there just to maybe lease a home, and then he thought someday maybe the owner of the home would agree to sell it to him at a good price, and if he had the money, maybe he would be able to purchase the home. But in the meantime, at least he would feel like he owned his home because he was leasing his home. So after the conference, I scheduled a time for him to come in, and he and his beautiful wife came in to see me, and it was a great conversation. Uh, it was somewhat disappointing, though, to hear from him in the sense that he really thought that maybe he had wasted his time going to the lease-to-own convention, and maybe he would have just been better off to save the time and just keep living where he's living. So, you know, I, I told him that uh, I'm here to help people, and sometimes in the discovery we find ways to do things that we had no idea we could. So let's just get to know each other. Well, one of the first things that I learned about this man was that he's a veteran, and he was in the, he was in the Army for 20 years. And I asked him if he knew about the VA mortgage, and he did not know about the VA mortgage. So I explained to him how the VA mortgage works, and you should have seen his eyes light up. But then again, he said to me, but I've had the bankruptcy, Peter. I, uh, I can't do that. Well, we looked at the guidelines as to how long after a bankruptcy an individual can apply for a mortgage. Well, it varies from the kind of mortgages, whether it's a conventional mortgage, a investment property mortgage, a FHA mortgage, a VA mortgage. A VA mortgage. Well, we looked at the VA mortgage, and the whole waiting time was only two years. His bankruptcy had been more than three years back. So I said, wait a minute, you're eligible based on that one criteria. Well, we looked at a couple of other things and his credit was actually pretty good. He had good credit. I looked at his cash flow, how much debt he had. He didn't have hardly any debts. And then I looked at his income. Well, his wife worked and her credit was good and she had relatively good income, stable for more than two years. And he was getting his VA benefit check every month. And again, these borrowers did not know that that was truly income and it could be used as income to purchase a home, to guarantee any lending institution that the money is going to be coming in on a regular basis. In fact, banks love retirement monies like that. They love VA money. They love pension money because that's guaranteed. That's coming. It's all you don't have to worry about sick time. You don't have to worry about layoffs. That money's going to continue to roll. We got our borrowers in their home in just a matter of a couple of months. At that time, it was easier to find homes. You'd make an offer, and typically you would get the home if you were the one who made the winning offer. You didn't have all the issues of shortages that there are in the northern Nevada market now. My homeowners have had their home now for over 10 years. They still live in the home, like with Doris. Joe's home is worth probably another $150,000 more than he paid for it. Thank goodness he hasn't had to take any loans against it. That's true equity in his home. And another very happily, another very happy story about homeowners that didn't think they could be homeowners. You see, all it is is about persistence. All it is is about wanting to accomplish your goals. And stick to itiveness. Been a while since we heard that word. One of my early bosses said that to me. He said, Peter, you've got to have stick to in order to get things done in the TV world. Well, it's like that in any world. In the real estate and mortgage world, you've got to have stick to We'll talk about other stories of the great people we've helped in the real estate world after this message. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech Solar Screening for a free estimate. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening. We launched Nevada Real Estate Radio on Feb 6, 2006. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was exciting. There were a lot of new faces. It was a new industry for me. And we were excited that we were going to be able to help people that couldn't get to our office, that people that 
maybe they didn't think that they could purchase a home or they could buy a home or they'd be renters forever. And if we could just catch them for a little bit and give them some hope and some enthusiasm and some energy to talk to us, there's a very good chance we could help them. And yes, many people have called us. They've called the realtors that we've interviewed in our programs, the lenders that we've interviewed in our programs, and we've helped a lot of people get into owning their home. And that's what I'm encouraging all of you to do, especially if you already live in Nevada. You might as well do what many other people from other parts of the country are doing, too. Buy property in Nevada. You will absolutely love it. I know that we can help you in one way or another. If you have questions for us, call after the show, 775-786-5515. A lot of times we talk about the mortgage process because the money is such a critical thing when it comes to time to buy real estate. And although I'm not a mortgage lender anymore, I do not have a mortgage license, I keep up with the mortgage world, and I keep up with the best mortgage lenders in northern Nevada because they're the people that drive the bus. They're the people that can make it happen. When it comes time to talk to a mortgage lender, I always encourage my listeners to talk to Brian Cushing from the Guild Mortgage Company here in northern Nevada. He's an outstanding loan officer. He knows all of the intricacies of mortgage lending. He can help people from first-time home buyers all the way up to investment property owners, second home buyers. Every type of loan takes a different kinds of specialty, and Brian has all the connections to put these pieces together to help you get the best value. And his team, outstanding. You've really got to have a great team, and that's what Brian Cushing has with the Guild Mortgage Cushing team. Brian's contact information, reach him on the telephone, 775-453-0345. And we have Brian's contact information on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. When you get to the website, just scroll to the bottom. There's all the logos of our sponsors. Click on the Guild Mortgage and the Cushing Team logos, and it'll take you right to Brian's website. Brian Cushing's mortgage NMLS license number is 303045. You know, a lot of people have called me because they knew they wanted to buy a home. They had found the home that they wanted, and they needed it right away because of their current situation. So I'm going to talk about a couple named Tom and Ella. So Tom and Ella heard our radio show back in 2011, and they listen from Winnemucca. That's where they live. That's where they work. And Ella was taking care of kids at her home as a daycare. She had several kids of her own, so she figured she'd take on a few more, had a sister that had kids, and next thing you know, that's her income, and that's her way of making uh, her living. Her husband was a truck driver and had been now driving for the same company for a couple of years, and although they were happy family and had a lot going on, house was a little small. House is a little small for them. They're outgrowing it, and with Ella doing daycare at home, she really needed more space. But they just couldn't figure out how to put it together because, like so many families, they were practically living paycheck to paycheck. They didn't have a lot of debt, but they didn't have a lot of assets. And at the end of the month, there was just a little bit of money left over. And so trying to figure out how to put that all together and then stepping up from renting to being a homeowner, that just sounded like, like a whole lot more than they could really take on. But they heard our radio show. They had heard about a mortgage that is available for people in the rural areas, and that's what she called me about. So I took a call from Ella, and we set up an appointment. They happened to be coming into town for some uh, doctor's appointments in Torino. They came to see me in my offices downtown in Arlington Towers, and we had a great conversation. I love talking with people who live in the rural communities because I grew up in a farm community myself. I'm a farm kid from Colorado. My Part of Colorado looked more like Nebraska and Kansas. Cornfields, wheat fields, cows, pigs, chickens, horses, uh, farm boy. So Winnemucca, when they told me about their life, what they did, their chickens, their apple trees, their kids, it all sounded like home to me. And I wanted to help them in any way that I could. So I talked to Elle about the mortgage we had been talking about that is available for people in the rural parts of Nevada. So we would exclude Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Carson City, right? Everything else is pretty much rural. And this mortgage loan that we were talking about is called the USDA mortgage. The USDA, it's 
put out by, yes, the U.S. Department of Agriculture. They have a division of uh, monies that they can allocate for mortgage loans and to buy homes. And this is what we were talking about. So sure enough, Winnemucca qualifies. If you're buying a home in Winnemucca, Nevada, even if it's in town, you are in a rural area. And you qualify, if you meet all the other guidelines, for the USDA mortgage. And what's cool about the USDA mortgage is this. There is zero money down. There is no down payment required. It's unbelievable. The mortgage rates are extremely competitive with every other type of mortgage. And there are some elements of forgiveness in the USDA mortgage that help people that have had some challenges with their credit, challenges with their income. And then there's also the fine-tuning of the USDA mortgage. So we talked about down payment assistance in our last segment. We talked about uh, closing costs in our last segments. And even though you have a zero down payment required in the USDA mortgage or any other mortgage that might offer that, you still have those down payment and you have still have the closing cost issues. And the closing costs can be anywhere from 2 to 3% of the deal. You're talking about four or $5,000 again, more money than my borrowers didn't have. So we went ahead with the process and we told them that we would help them find a way with their own, pro, with their own uh, lifestyle of coming up with those, uh, those uh, down payment and closing cost issues. The down payment was covered because it's a USDA mortgage, but the closing cost was another issue. So we looked at some grants that might be available. We also found out that our borrowers had some relatives that had offered to give them or loan them some money to help purchase a home if they ever came to that need, and they told me about that. So I thought, well, that's good, something to have in the hip pocket because a gift of some money from a family or a relative is allowable under many of these guidelines with these specific loan programs. So we knew that one way or the other, by hook or by crook, as they say, we were going to find a way to find the down payment for our borrowers as long as all of the other pieces continue to fall into place. Again, like we talked earlier, if you're going to lose 20 pounds, you can't do it right away. It's going to take a little while. You've got to lose one pound at a time. Each time you get closer and closer. And the mortgage world, the home buying process, is the same way. We were on our way to getting them into becoming homeowners, but they hadn't found the house. And they also knew that when it came time to find closing costs, they were going to be short unless they could find another way. Well, the other way was this, ladies and gentlemen, is that when you make an offer on a home to purchase a home, you can ask the sellers to pay your closing costs. It could be one of the terms. Now, the seller might say, sure, or they probably will say no. Why would they want to pay more money, right, for the closing costs out of their pocket unless they're desperate to sell the property? You see, I always believe in a win-win, win-win for the borrowers, win-win for the buyers, the sellers, the realtors, the lenders. Everybody's got to be a good deal. If it's truly a good deal, it's going to be a good deal for everybody. On we go with the process. My borrowers found a home that they liked. They knew that they had everything covered except the closing costs. They asked the seller under my instructions. They said, Mr. Seller, would you please pay for our closing costs. We really don't have the money, and we're willing to pay your price, which I believe was about $250,000 for the home. They said, we'll pay the two fifty, but we need you to, in the contract, put in that you'll pay 4% of the cost of the purchase price, which is going to be about $10,000 to cover, help us get into our closing costs. Well, the seller said, I'd love to help you, but I need that $10,000. I just can't do it. But I'll tell you what the seller said. I'll, uh, I'll give you $3,000 towards your closing costs. If you can find the rest of it, you can find a way to get the other costs eliminated or reduced, that's going to help you get on your way to home ownership. So we looked at the deal. I talked to the realtor, and the selling price of $250,000 with $3,000 in closing costs was going to be a net back to the buyers, essentially uh, $247,000. When I talked to the realtor about the property and we looked at pictures, we looked at the guidelines and the descriptions, you know, we kind of thought that when it appraised, it might appraise for a little bit more than $250,000. What does that mean? Well, it means a lot. In the USDA mortgage, the appraisal amount can have a big impact 
on your closing costs. And that's what happened here. We're going to tell you about that and how it worked after this quick message. I love Sherry Hill, and you will too after you listen to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Sherry Hill is known as the wealth protection diva because she knows the world of business like no one else. Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, recommended her book, Incorporate and Get Rich. And to this day, the phone keeps on ringing from people that want more success from their business. Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show, 1130 a.m. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m. When it comes all down to it, it's about helping people, helping people make that purchase, get that first bit of momentum going when they buy their primary residence. In the last break, we were talking about a couple from Winnemucca, Nevada. Tom and Ella had wanted to buy a home for a while, but they really didn't have the capacity, the money, the stick-to-itiveness. But finally, she had a couple of years of history as a daycare center for her family, her friends, people who live down the street on a regular basis, two years of income. Tom had been truck driving for more than two years now, had stable income. They had low debts, relatively low credit score, but good enough to get into the USDA mortgage. The challenge was the closing costs. You see, we found down payment assistance in the sense that we didn't need down payment with the USDA mortgage, but there's always those closing costs that can run anywhere from 2 to 4% of the purchase price. So it could be as high as $10,000 in this instance, and they just didn't have it. So on our, under our encouragement, we asked uh, the buyers to ask the seller to pay the closing costs of about $10,000, but he said he can only come up with $3,000. So we now had $3,000 of our $10,000 goal for closing costs on paper. We could look at it. Everything was coming together. I talked to the realtor. We looked at the property, and we got to thinking maybe it would appraise for a little bit higher. And that is very important, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to a USDA mortgage because get this, the loan amount of a USDA mortgage is not based on the purchase price. The loan amount is based on the appraisal of the property. So my realtor friend and I were thinking, the seller has agreed to sell it for 250. The buyers have agreed to sell it for 250. If the home is really worth more than that, and we think it's going to appraise more than that, maybe we should ask the seller if he could make an adjustment on his asking price. Instead of $250,000, could he change that asking price to $255,000 and agree to give not just the $3,000 of closing costs, but the $5,000 additional of closing costs so that my borrowers would have an $8,000 closing cost credit from the seller, and the seller, when, the, when it's all said and done, is still getting the original price that he was asking for, which was $250,000 and giving a $3,000 closing cost credit to my buyers. So after the discussions were had, everybody was happy, went ahead and did that. And so now we knew that of the $10,000 of closing costs that my buyers were going to need, they already had $8,000 of it taken care of, because the seller had agreed to give them $8,000 in closing cost credit. That is, of course, providing the home appraised for now $255,000. So we went ahead, we ordered the appraisal. And the appraisals, uh, they take about a week. And sometimes they have some details that they need to finish up on. In this case, there were some details. The house is a that they wanted to buy was in a rural property outside of Winnemucca, and it happened to have a well. It did not have city water. It had its own private well. So the appraisal comes in. Everything looks good. In fact, the appraisal came in at $257,000, not $255,000. I mean, remember, we were starting at $250,000. It came in at $257,000. So what happens with that extra $2,000 of value? Well, now the loan amount was going to be based on $257,000, not $255,000, which was the contract price. Because the home was appraised at $257,000, USDA is basing their loan amount on $257,000. So what does that mean to my buyers? 
it means that they found the other $2,000 to cover their closing costs. Isn't that amazing? So now everybody is tickled, right? We're all happy because they found the home that they wanted. It's going to require zero money down because it's a USDA mortgage. The closing costs, they did come in at about $10,000, a little bit less, but that was going to be covered because the borrower was getting from the seller an $8,000 credit to cover those closing costs. And then the final $2,000 of closing costs that still needed to be paid for, the good news is that the USDA mortgage, the money that came toward the loan, the extra money, that extra $2,000 was given to the sellers to use as a closing cost credit. So there you go. Everybody's happy, right? The seller's getting what they wanted. The realtor's getting what they wanted. The buyers are getting the home they wanted. And us, me as the mortgage lender, well, I'm just as tickled as can be. So there you go. We scheduled the closing for the next 10 days coming up. And my borrowers were going to drive into Reno to our mortgage office so they could sign the papers. Uh, the realtor's scheduled to meet there, too, so they can be there along with the clients to sign the papers and go over all of the formalities. The mortgage lender uh, company, our company, had gotten all the paperwork ready. Title and escrow is all set to go, and they have to do their thing as well. There's a lot of players in the mortgage world. And so we put it on the calendar, and it's almost like a great sigh of relief just knowing that you're going to close this loan that has been somewhat challenging for all parties, and uh, the borrowers are so happy and grateful. You're just really looking forward to it, just like if it's going to be a birthday party, right? I know I was. My assistant notified me two days before the close, two days before we're all supposed to be at the closing table to sign the papers. She informed me, my assistant did, that we had gotten a call from the, the underwriter at the bank asking about all of the details on the property. She wanted a copy of the inspection report. She got the inspection report. She wanted a copy of the appraisal. She reviewed the appraisal and it looked good. She wanted to look at the uh, warranties that were offered on the home and they all looked good. And then she asked for the uh, roof inspection on the home and the roof inspection looked good, she told me. But then the underwriter asked for one more thing. She wanted the well inspection. The well inspection? You see, as I mentioned earlier in the show, my borrowers, Tom and Ella, had wanted and made an offer on a home that's outside of the city limits of Winnemucca, and their home has a well. A well, and there's a pump in the well. And the requirements under USDA mortgage are that the well has to deliver X gallons per minute, I believe it was five, and that the water quality has to be high-quality, drinkable water. They're mostly checking for arsenic. Well, so we hadn't had any kind of inspections done, so I asked my assistant to call the underwriter, and the underwriter said, tell Peter that this loan is not going to close. Your borrowers are not going to get this home unless we get this well inspection in 24 hours stating that all is in good order. I'm going crazy, right? I'm two days away. I'm living in Reno. The home is in Winnemucca. I call a few friends. I call my boss, best boss I ever had in the mortgage world. Ben Barker says to me, get in your car and drive to Winnemucca. Take a plastic bottle from the water company and have them filled up and bring it back for the inspection. I thought he was joking. Next thing you know, we were on the phone connecting with people, talking to the laboratory. They had a special bottle waiting for me. I went and picked up the bottle. It was already labeled. They told me how to do it. I drove to Winnemucca. I got there about 8 o'clock at night. It was dark. There was nobody at the house at the time. Dogs were barking. I could see the well out back. They had told me when I made the appointment for the water inspection to let the water run for a couple of minutes and then fill up the bottle, seal it, and then bring it back leave it in the drop box, and they'd have the inspection ready for me by the next day at noon. We had scheduled closing at 3 p.m. I drove to Winnemucca. I was lucky to make it back and forth safe. There were so many deer, raccoons, rabbits on the road. The dogs were trying to get me when I was there. Finally, the owners came in of the home, and they assured me that they would not bite. They helped me get my water sample. I drove it back. I dropped it in the drop box. The next day, clean bill of health, and guess what? We closed 
the loan on time as scheduled at 3 o'clock. Tom and Ella, they're still living in the home. Those little kids they were daycaring for, those little kids now take care of other kids because they're all grown up and they're a great help to their parents in Winnemucca, Nevada. Tom and Ella helped them get into a great mortgage and to a great home using the USDA mortgage, no money down, and got their closing costs paid. It was like the most exciting moment of my life at the very end of that deal because I had to drive fast to Winnemucca and back, bring the water sample, but everything came through okay. We helped our borrowers become homeowners. Hey, we have great stories that we talk about all the time, and there's more coming today. I know we'll be helping more people. If we can help you in any way, purchase a home, primary residence, second home, investment property, we want to help you and your families. Call us at Nevada Real Estate Radio, 775-786-5515. Check out our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. Listen to the podcasts, see the links from our radio sponsors, and get connected so that you can become a homeowner yourself. Tell your friends and family we are on the air again next week. Same time, same station. Have them tune in so that they can make a great deal on real estate too. Until then, goodbye everybody. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Sage International Incorporated, we believe if you know the way, you must light it for others. Owning a business can be hard, demanding, and even bizarre. At Sage International, our passion centers on education, which is based on our own experiences of building a company from scratch, along with the insights gained from the thousands of clients we have served. If you are a business owner, real estate investor, professional or entrepreneur, and not sure how to properly structure your business and personal assets to safely grow, protect, and leverage your hard-earned wealth from the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate, and estate taxes, then call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 to schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. I love Sherry Hill, and you will too after you listen to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Sherry Hill is known as the wealth protection diva because she knows the world of business like no one else. Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, recommended her book, Incorporate and Get Rich. And to this day, the phone keeps on ringing from people that want more success from their business. Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show, 1130 a.m. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m.